0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Devil Fruit Punch, the podcast where we read one piece and then we talk about it. I am, of course, your host, John, and joining me today from the sandy dunes of Alabasta is Patrick Ramirez. Gum Gum Podcast listeners, how you doing out there? And also joining me from a secure black site north of the demilitarized zone is Matt.
1: Hey, it's actually not that bad here. How's everyone doing?
0: (laughs) I'm doing great. Uh, Well, this week we discussed chapters 502 through 513 of One Piece, and I'm going to hand it off to my good friend Matt to tell us what happened.
1: Well, after a pirate bites off his own tongue to avoid the horrors of enslavement, Cammy the Mermaid's number is officially up shithead among shitheads, the world noble Saint Charlos, immediately blows up Nami's plan to buy Cammy back with an opening bid of 500 million berries. That's 50 times the going rate, and wildly more than the Straw Hats could ever hope to beat. Luffy and Zolo crash through the wall more aggressively than the Kool-Aid man, and Hachi has to use all six of his arms to stop Luffy uh, from just immediately going over there and busting Cammy out, which outs himself as a fish man in the process. This prompts Charlos to shoot him immediately. Uh, Luffy decides that that's quite enough personal restraint for one day, and smashes the Celestial Dragon with a full-force fist, setting off a chain of events that may go down as the worst crisis the Straw Hats have faced to this point. Trafalgar Law and Eustace Kid find this very entertaining, as Charles's father and sister are knocked out, the auctioneers clear out, and Marines surround the building. Silver's Rayleigh presents himself, knocking out all the hostiles inside with the sheer force of his presence. The archipelago itself mirrors the panicked evacuation of the auction hall as the supernovas react to the impending arrival of one of the three admirals now that the Celestial Dragon has been attacked. Rayleigh disarms the explosive collar that Cammy's wearing with his bare hands, and the three supernova captains wipe out the marines with overwhelming and horrific abilities, declaring that they will be enemies when they next meet. Bartholomew Kumo arrives, and seemingly appears in more than one place at the same time, while the Straw Hats hunker down. Rayleigh reveals that he was Roger's first mate that the Pirate King had a terminal illness treated by Laboon's friend, Crocus, and that he chose to turn himself into the Navy to initiate the Great Age of Piracy. Rayleigh has been interested in Luffy ever since a visiting Shanks told him that uh, there was a boy in the East Blue who'd say the exact same things that their captain did. Rayleigh knows the truth of the One Piece and the Void Century, but cryptically hints that their crew and the Scars of Ohara had been too hasty, and that the crew may find different conclusions at the end of their own journey. Refusing the opportunity to shortcut these mysteries, the Dark King does tell Robin that Roger never actually learned how to read poneglyphs, but was able to hear the voice of all things. The crew splits up to Lalo for three days. That's how long it'll take Rayleigh to coat their ship, and each takes one of his Vever cards to reunite later. But Admiral Kizaru has already arrived. The Glinclint man ambles among the islands in search of subordinate Sentomaru, casually annihilating the pirates he comes across with one of the massive mango, along with one of the massive mango trees that comprise the archipelago. The supernova's abilities are each revealed. Kuma continues to wreak havoc, and the Straw Hats realize that the Kuma they are fighting is fake. The pacifista cyborgs, based on Kuma but incorporating Kizaru's laser attacks, are the terrifying inventions of Dr. Vegapunk, used to enforce the world government's will. Sentomaru attacks Luffy, easily dodging our captain's punches and somehow hurting Luffy with his. Kizaru is about to murder Zolo when Rayleigh saves him, the one man who can counter Kizaru's light abilities and hold him off. With the crew too injured to compete with the overwhelming might of their enemy, Luffy orders everyone to flee, but the real Bartholomew Kuma arrives, blinking out of pacifista, asking Zolo where he'd like to go on vacation, and then blinking him out as well. Rumors have it that Kuma's touch can make somebody fly for three days and nights, but could that really be possible? Kuma refuses to tell Kazer why he is there or what he is doing, stating that he's not obligated to co- cooperate with the government in this instance, but that his presence was putting his own position at risk. Rayleigh and Kuma seem to know one another, but whatever happened between them remains a mystery. Luffy scrambles to save his crew, but cannot save any of them, watching Kuma blink each one out of being. Kuma tells the, despair- the despairing pirate that he w- they will not meet again, blinking Luffy out as the narrator informs us that the Straw Hat Pirates were eradicated on this day. Boy, that was a mouthful. Yeah, is, that, I is mean, that all that happened? <laughs> I think I think we got most of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think uh, unlike what I usually do, you <laughs> actually pretty much covered it all. I sort of I like if I'm being perfectly honest, I usually kind of half-ass those. So hey, thanks for bringing up the Viver cards. Yeah, um, that's something that I didn't really latch on to, but seems important now.
1: Everyone has uh, Rayleigh's card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If if they happen to get separated or something, if they're still alive, that might help. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Yeah,
0: wow, there's so much to talk about. (laughs) So Um, much
1: that happened here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, wow, I don't know, like, I just wanted to talk about some small things and also say we do have some emails, so the reason I didn't do them at the top of the show is because I was worried we were going to go long if I did that, so... We'll get to the end and see how we feel. And if we want to keep going, we can answer some emails. But for now, I wanted to say that sometimes when we do this podcast and the way we split things up just works out perfectly. And I think in this case, it 100% did. Awesome. Um, The fact that the first chapter pretty much starts with that pirate biting his tongue (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the whole like suicide before subservience thing, like really just did it for me, and it was a great first chapter to read because I was like, "All right, we're in it. Let's go, let's go."
1: I'm that was a cool moment. Really happy with that breakdown too, because as soon as I started, I'm like, "Oh, he gets," Charles gets punched like right here. I'm glad we didn't end on that last time. I think we could have, but I think play it played out better this way.
0: And yeah, I mean, Patrick, did you see that coming? Like, you knew Luffy was gonna punch this guy, right? I knew something had to happen because he was so.
2: Obviously, like a terrible person, and that can't go unpunished for too long in One Piece, I feel like. Yeah. And so, just, um, as after he shot the, uh, Hachi, um, right? Cause that was right after that is when Luffy punched him. yep Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, once he shot, I, once he Hachan murdered, uh, Hachi, uh, which not, doesn't actually what happened. He's actually still alive. Thank God. But, uh, yeah, I knew that was going to happen, and it was good to see. It's very sweet. It was like watching somebody that like is driving like an asshole on the road get pulled over
0: <laughs> and like get instant karma. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's talk about Hachi or Hachan. I, 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 th- I thought it was Hachan. Or do you know, him, Matt?
1: I think it depends on the translation. Um, and then it's further complicated because uh, Cami calls him Hachin because she calls everyone Chin or maybe it's yeah. Chan, and I don't know. It, it's all over the place. Yeah, in oh, the manga, okay. it's
0: Hachi. Okay, so either way, Octopus Boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh it's kind of crazy that we feel for him, right? Considering that he was part of Arlong's crew who was like a psychopathic abusive asshole. <laughs> oh man, I thought you were going to say because he's from Fishman Island,
2: you fishman hating <laughs> no, island because... person <laughs> because
0: he worked for a fishman supremacist.
1: Yeah, that is true. I, I really like that. I I love like, you know, villains turn into friends stories and um yeah, I mean he's he's just like he was just kind of an idiot. Back in Arlong Park, and now he has like actual depth and humanity, and mm-hmm. um, we're gonna learn a lot more about the deal with the Fishmen too going forward. And he's a great way to help uh, segue us into that.
0: It, it is kind of a bummer for me because I feel like Hachi was seemed formidable back then, yep. even though he was kind of an idiot. He still seemed mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah. But now, not so much. So, I, I mean, don't know. he hasn't really done anything.
1: He was lately. able to, like, physically restrain Luffy, which I think is saying something. But mm-hmm. also, like, I, I just don't think. I think he feels really bad about his time with the Arlong Pirates. And I think he just doesn't want to fight anymore. I think yeah, he just wants to cook. He
0: just wants to lean into cannibalism as opposed to violence. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we got to talk about Charlos, too. Um, Patrick, would it surprise you to know that the <laughs> fans have actually memified Charlos? In what way? Uh, just as like the most hateable son of a bitch. It's like the in, ultimate in the Karen.
2: Not even a Karen, just like the ultimate one percenter. Yeah, yeah, that's just the one percenter asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Just that doesn't surprise me. I kind of want to see some of these now.
1: And I think <laughs> Oda talks about that in the SBS. Like, why do you make some characters so like ugly? And he's like, because I fucking hate them. <laughs> 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 and I think Charles was the person they were talking about.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, for sure. You know, there's a part where he's like picking his nose. Oh, yeah. And it's or you don't you just see it. The finger it's is in front in of in his nose. And it says pick. And I'm like, how is this working? <laughs> Like, what, is he just like, they I forgot that the there SBS. was a bubble.
1: Did you, did you read that? I didn't read that one. So, so, I
2: thought it was glass. And then I forgot it's a bubble with air. Cause it's it like smushed and stuff.
1: It's literally one of the bubbles that they have on that Island. It's so he can just yeah. go through it. Yeah. Somebody asked that yeah. too. It's a good question. That's right.
0: Um, I also wanted to bring up something about the supernovas, which I think later they changed the name of the supernovas or they, something.
1: Um, yeah. I mentioned this last week, but I, I, the name I think of for them is the worst generation.
0: Yeah. So, I guess we can talk about this as it comes up, but I sort of think that the worst generation is what the Marines call them. Yeah. And then yep. what everybody else calls them is the supernovas. No, that
1: makes sense. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, they're called the worst generation because it is, like, just the, the most piratey, chaotic, <laughs> you know, the collection of rookies entering the, the new world at the same time ever. Yeah.
0: Um, but I, I heard that Oda didn't plan any of these guys out. Did you really? hear about this, Matt? No, I did not. Yeah, so... Uh, he classically Oda plans things out like years and years in advance. For yeah. example, mm-hmm. Doflamingo who comes up in this uh, set of chapters again is like one of the biggest villains in the first like half of one piece, I yeah. would say. And, uh, you know, he was introduced way, way back in the day, mm-hmm. but these supernovas, I guess he just improvised on the spot because he thought that the Shapodi arch- archipelago arc was going to be boring not have enough going on. That's insane. If it was just right, right? So, so he was like looking at this art going, <laughs> okay, you only meet Silver's Rayleigh, who is the first mate of Goldie Roger, knows about the One Piece and all the other shit going on. And you thought, Oh, I need to add something to this, otherwise people are gonna be bored. Anyway, totally I just crazy. say that, that because we we always admire Oda and the way he like plans things out. But it turns out he can just fucking improvise cool ass shit too, so Yeah, that's that makes like, it even better.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say the seven, um not the seven words, the the uh
1: I think they're eleven are they supernovas.
2: The the supernovas, like, they're not a they don't play a huge role in this arc. Like they're there, but yeah. they're not the main drivers of this arc. So that's surprising that he thought it would not have enough because they're already kind of Like, he he put them in, but they're really just side characters. And I think, like, it's so fleshed out already without them. Like, it still would work really well.
1: Yeah. Moving forward, though, like, not all to the same extent, but, like, these are all going to be really important characters. And Like, if
2: you're going to introduce them here, it
1: works the best. And, like, him, like, going out of his way to kind of emphasize law, Trafalgar Law and uh, Eustace Kidd, I think was a really good move. The only other ones who, like, fought with Luffy that were at the auction house and weren't freaked out by a celestial dragon getting injured. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's random that those are the two that happen to be there.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I thought that whole sequence was really cool. Getting yeah. to see kid and laws powers for the first time.
1: Patrick, what did mm-hmm. you think of uh, laws powers? Like, I'm not asking if it makes sense yet. Cause I don't think anyone would make sense of it at this point, but I was like horrified by that when I first read this, I remember. Yeah,
2: I mean, it reminded me of Buggy, but then I still don't really know what he's doing to them. He's yep. like makes this dome circle thing or like a circle thing, and then he yep. just lops off segments of people's bodies wherever. He's yeah, but you, they're still alive and they can still feel pain. That's pretty terrifying. When
1: he's like swapping it, like like you can swap with like I think like yeah. a tree stump at one point. It just yeah, whatever he is within the room, he has some weird ability. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Then kid cool. just going full like Akira mech arm. Um, <laughs> Very cool.
2: <laughs> um, I liked... Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I liked uh, Al Capone. Who's Al Capone guy? Um, a Gage?
1: Yeah. I think literally Capone Begay is his name, yeah.
0: Yeah, Begay. Or uh, I thought it was like Beige. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, it might be. I'm, I've never... Uh, that's you a can good just name. call yeah. him Capone. We know the, yeah, who the you're Capone, talking about. <laughs> Me- Mecca Capone? Uh, that was pretty man. funny
2: to see like the... When he said like, my... My powers are on another another scale, or like a something he calls something like, like
1: superior that. military force, or something like that.
2: Yeah, but he says like he says it like funny way, like they're on another level, or like they're on they're on a different scale. That's yeah. what he said. His powers are on a different scale, mm-hmm. and that's funny that they use that like these little things that these little guys, you know, open the doors and fire cannons that somehow grow when they get shot.
1: Yeah, pretty cool. I I, um, I love it. Just gets full sized when it leaves him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. <laughs> Also, because it's like it's not Mafia themed at all, which is something I really appreciate about that. Right. It's not boring. No, no, not at all. This arc
0: is really cool in the anime, seeing all these like really crazy cool powers popping off. Um, Law, especially, I think is is done pretty well in the anime. Like, it's just cool when he goes room nice. and yeah. then the
1: like, uh, what would you call it? The dome yeah, appears around him.
0: Mm hmm. It, yeah, it's
1: just cool. Um, I, as, as somebody who isn't like the biggest fan of like the really elaborate like attack names that you have to say before doing the attack every single time, just like in general, I I do really appreciate just saying the word room and just mm-hmm. being like, oh shit, <laughs> something, something crazy <laughs> is about to happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I law is cool. Yeah. That's all I'll say for now. And also, kid is cool. Like
1: kid is cool too. Um,
0: I, and I I also like that there are two other Promethea users, because <laughs> later we get the Logia uh, with the, the King ancient type.
1: Oh, yeah. The Ancient Zone. Um, the with, ancient uh, Godzilla zone. Yeah. With um, uh, X-Drake.
0: Mm-hmm oh yeah yeah so that's um yeah legendary zoan
1: i didn't realize that was introduced at this point that's so cool john and i were talking just before you hopped on and and we're like yeah they show everyone's powers i completely forgot that we saw some of them this early (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh okay (laughs) for me like um, basil hawkins i was like wait they they showed some of what he can do at this point are you really it's crazy he's the uh, they're just like a bird
2: the bird hand thing right or talon claw whatever
1: Uh, I don't remember who was the town club. Basil Hawkins was the magician who's constantly reading cards and saying like, my, my death isn't predicted on this day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's like, turns into like a hair man.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, he has these weird abilities. Like, um, at one point he gets attacked by Kizaru and then like, it turns out to be like a, like a scarecrow and then like another pirate falls over and I, I won't spell out exactly what's happening there, but he he's just got really weird kind of mystical abilities that it's I, got I, I like find Halloween
2: cool. kind of stuff going on. The scarecrow. like a jack'
0: the scarecrow thing I thought was sick and like oh, yeah. i don't I don't even know what the deal is with that yeah. Patrick so oh, okay <laughs> that's yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, that's actually something that would be interesting for you to know, Patrick, is that as far as these supernovas go, I only know the deal with like two of them maybe <laughs> oh so they're just th- we just but get a
2: taste right now yeah
1: they're all them, gonna come up later i'm sure but yeah I'll, I'll say at this point is one of them just became very important like just 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 became and the other one people still don't know for sure it's still kind of a question mark uh, on if that one is going to become significant so yeah th- this is really like this is setting up like the rest of the series a lot of the stuff that happens in these chapters
0: um. Did you guys know this is the 19th arc? No. Um. I don't it know Feel like it's that many. I don't <laughs> know if that's. Uh, seems high or low. Yeah. That might actually be in anime terms. So there might be some filler mm. arcs in there. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it is like 400. No, 500
1: chapters. <laughs> yeah, long. dude. Man. Yeah. We, we officially crossed the 500 mark. And I f- kind of forgot. <laughs> I. Um, yeah. Wow, we've read five hundred chapters of a manga. (laughs) And counting, man. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. It's it hasn't been that long either. Um somewhere between eight and nine months, I think. Um -hmm.
0: so I think the obvious thing to talk about next is just the wake up call that happens in that ensues after um the auction house incident. So Patrick, I want to get your thoughts, but I want to give you the prompt of um how surprised were you by this, by what happened with the straw hats and Kizaru and the pacifistas and all that? Um,
2: I didn't know what to expect. I knew the Navy was going to come. And then I think it's law that tells them, oh, they've been here. They've been surrounding the building. Like they're already here. And I was kind of like, oh, cool, cool. What's going to happen now? Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. And then they go outside and then it's kind of like way more shit happened than I thought was going to happen. And I knew we were reading from like 502 to 50, or 503. Yeah, 502 to 513, something like that. And so that happened relatively early, like 506 or 505. And I was like, okay, this is gonna go on for a while because we got a few chapters left. So this was pretty surprising. Like the Kazaru thing I thought was gonna be it, but then it warps into like the the mecha kumos. Mm-hmm. Com- yeah, Kumos. And then the real Kumo and then the uh the uh, Doctor, the mad scientist, Doctor's uh, Dr. assistant oh, shows
1: Punk. up. Vegapunk, yeah.
2: Doctor Vegapunk's assistant shows up. So just kind of like bad shit, crazy. So much shit going on. I did not expect that.
1: It goes completely all. insane, yeah. These
2: and then everyone go like, gets, off. Yeah. Like, and then of everyone horror. gets like uh, What's it called? They get uh, blipped out of existence? I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. okay. So not what I thought was going to happen. No.
1: No, just Luffy like doubled over on the ground like crying because he couldn't save any of them <laughs> like, he's like in physical pain because of oh yeah what he
0: wasn't able to do it's so heartbreaking
1: and like this is like i, I think he did the right thing in punching saint charles but like this is very directly the consequences of his actions <laughs> in choosing to do that
0: yeah it's 100 percent his fault
1: yeah yeah
0: wow i yeah. and you know like i said it's a wake-up call it's because we've been getting hyped on the new world this whole time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're about to enter the new world because we're so cool. And then immediately it's just like, no, no, I, sorry. I that's you're... not <laughs> how this I works. What ha- I wonder what happens in the rest of One
2: Piece because uh, they're all eradicated. So we must get new main characters in 514.
1: Perhaps. Because they're all yeah. gone, right? Well, that's yeah. That's what you guys we'll meant with the
2: supernovas or side characters because we have to introduce a whole new um, straw hat group. And have to see them
0: get up to speed. So, yeah. I guess, what do you think happened then, Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Because it sounds like you don't believe they're dead, so I'm curious. (laughs) Okay, so
2: the one clue that I picked up on is that uh, Kuma is there to kind of protect them against their will, almost, and take them somewhere because... Uh, like the navy asked him like you know why are you doing this and he's like in matters that don't involve the world government i don't have to answer to the navy mm-hmm. so that means he's doing this for some other warlords or somebody else higher up maybe white beard what if it's a like religious
0: that. reason because he has the bible <laughs> it could be a religious
2: reason could be he's uh eating them into the into the
0: rapture <laughs>
2: i don't know i don't
0: know what's going on well i think but maybe it's... he has like a prophecy about them or something that's what i think Ooh, this better not be a spoiler. No, better no. Better not be I, a spoiler, this is, John. No, Patrick, this is another thing that I have no idea about. Like, this... <laughs> I mean, I
1: guess wait, I know a
2: little bit more, but, like... You're past... The, like, how many... You're up to, like, another 150 chapters or something past this? I,
1: we, we looked it up last time. I, th- I think John's on, like, around chapter 800. So you yeah. don't know... Wait, what? You no, don't know what... I know
0: what, oh, I know we what just happened to the Straw Hats, but I don't know Kuma's deal. Like... What, oh, like is, why he
1: did this? Yeah, yeah. what oh, is Kuma's shit. deal is like one of the biggest questions of the series. Yeah, John, I think all you're right. on chapter 825.
0: Yeah, so like I I know what he did to the straw hats, yeah. but that does not clear up why, why he did what he did at all.
1: <laughs> if anything okay. it opens more doors, asks more questions. The question why is Kuma doing what he is doing is only going to get more enticing and complicated <laughs> and weird as as we go on. Yeah. Yeah,
2: is is Kuma just the Deus Deus ex Machina for like uh, the One Piece sometimes?
1: Um, no, it, it it's really hard to talk about Kuma. This I think that I really like your theory about what's happening. Um, I think it's interesting that at the end Kuma said we'll never meet again, and, and you know very yeah. confidently and matter of factly, and um, it, it's just really hard to. <laughs> 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 right. So that's spoiling well, some stuff. So
0: something that you said in your intro, Matt, was that apparently he can make you fly for three days and nights or whatever. That's what Centamaru so, said, yeah. Yeah. And he is so, asking
1: where if you could go on a vacation, where would you go? Yeah. Do you remember that, Patrick?
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I remember Centaru okay. or Santamu. Centamaru, yeah. Centamaru saying but, that,
0: yeah. Uh didn't he say that also to um Perona. the little yeah, Perona on uh-huh. Thriller Bark. He and asked her, where would you want to go on
1: vacation? And she actually yeah. gave him an answer. Yeah, what did she say? <laughs> it was like a very dark, spooky, gothic castle. Okay. Which... Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... Oh, man.
2: Um, so Kim was like this so... time traveling, like doing time travel shit for people somehow, maybe. Or like or some kind of fast travel stuff.
1: I mean, I will say that if he did not kill the Straw Hats, if he did something else to them, then your point about protecting them against their will, I think is very astute because like Kizaru was like about to murder Zolo and like none of them, like like, they they couldn't handle the fight. Luffy said like, we we can't handle this. We got to go.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean. No, sorry. Go ahead, John. Well, no, I was just going to ask you <laughs> what yeah. else
1: you had to say. So, um, I wanted to talk about Kizaru a little bit. Um, this is the second; like, we we got a little bit of a Kainu in the flashback, but this is really the second time we've seen one of these three guys in action. What do y'all think of of Kizaru? I love him, but I was curious about your thoughts.
2: He's got a he's got cool powers. He's the guy that can like light speed him, light speed move him his body, and then also like. Move his
1: particles to different places, right? Yeah, he's he's literally like a light Logia, um. So he yeah. can he can become light and like bounce off of mirrors. That that's that move where he just zips over, mm-hmm. shoot lasers. That's pretty cool. I yeah. li-
2: I like his uh, I like his power.
1: I think he's a good enemy. I um I love him a lot. I I posted uh, the actor he's based on. I, I think the, we talked about this without Kiji's introduction, but all the admirals are like based on some of Oda's favorite like. Movie actors, and uh, I, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but I, I love what a just friendly looking guy he is. But I don't. know, Keezer is really fun to me because he, to me, he's like totally amoral. I don't think he even believes in anything. He's just like, hey man, I'm doing my job. Come on, Rayleigh, cut me some slack. I, I gotta bring, I gotta bring their heads back, man. What do you, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Just so,
0: very, yeah. These four admirals that are based on actors. They don't fit in one piece, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way, but they just look so normal compared to everybody else. You know, yeah. like you're just a cool-looking guy in a suit. Other you- people have horns and like crazy-ass orange hair and fucking like undescribable bodies, and you're just a guy. So, but they're but they're like the government,
2: you know, stand-in, right? So I think that makes kind of sense to me.
1: Honestly, though, I, I think that. I think that's a great point, John, that like, they don't really fit in with the aesthetic cause they weren't created as characters, you know, out of whole cloth, but that's what makes them stand out even more. Yeah. To me that, that really emphasizes just how like removed they are from just kind of the normal rhythms of life. They, they look weird. They, they just are strange. Um,
0: so we have lazy justice and all these other kinds of just justice, absolute justice. Yeah. Um, what is Kizaru's
1: justice? Do you think I'm going to look it up to see if he even, if we even know that? I don't is think it we like know chao- that.
2: Is like chaotic justice oh, okay. or something?
1: Okay, I looked up his his justice. Um, I like chaotic justice. That's a good one. What do you think, John?
0: Um, like orderly justice or boring justice? I don't know. <laughs> boring justice but is like a good. On, on demand justice. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> So what what I'm reading is unclear justice. Okay. Um, which mm-hmm. basically means he just does it at his own pace and just kinda noncommittal and yeah. It's <laughs> you know, kinda hey, do you know where Sintomer is? And like not being I love that he's not good with technology. That's just a very funny detail to me. It's uh <laughs> justice in thirty minutes or less or your money back. <laughs> right. But yeah, like unlike Aokiji, who at least seems to have like an aspect of like you know, moral questioning to him, or like Saul, who is an actual like moral being, and and like quit being a vice admiral over um you know the O'Hara thing. He has no problem with just doing whatever. He's he just he, he. I don't think he's passionate about it the way Akino seems to be. <laughs> he's just like whatever, man. This is what I do. It's, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> I I still like Aokiji way more than Kizaru, and mm-hmm. yeah, but Kizaru is cool. I, I okay, I think he has the coolest devil fruit power like yeah. for sure i mean i think it's light dude you can't be yeah. faster than light like by definition
1: so i mean and then when a I, guy yeah called like dark king rayleigh then shows up and somehow like negates his light abilities that helps sell how cool he <laughs> is too
2: yeah that that was that was fucking cool man
1: that was awesome I, I love the line of like don't uh don't pluck the sprouts before they've uh before they've their season or something I it's also like
0: just it. like the thematic aspect of Dark King Rayleigh and mm-hmm. the light man Kizaru, yeah, like kicking each other's legs. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's I was gonna say like the, the that line that he said about don't
2: pick the seedlings before they have time to grow and like yeah. become but if you think about it in like if you're trying to appeal to a lawman, that would make zero sense to them, right? Like he's yeah. appealing to some other aspect of Kizaru's kind of ethos i guess because he's not strictly talking about being like appealing to like justice or like uh, law-abiding shit or anything like that he's like i want to see like where this goes i see how much powerful they can get you know and then give them because they're not as powerful as you right now right maybe i think that's what he means he's like this is not a fair fight this is not fair but he doesn't say that he says like you know don't don't you know trim the tree before it's fully grown
1: well, and that's Which interesting because, like, Rayleigh's obviously an old man, and, and I, I really think Kizaru is meant to be, you know, depicted as somebody who's significantly older than most of the other Navy people. Definitely mm-hmm. older looking than Aokiji, and I don't think this is a spoiler, he, he definitely looks older than Akainu as well. Um, so, yeah, there's this aspect of, like, hey, this is the new generation, like, at least give them a shot to do their thing first. And maybe
0: he knows about Kizaru what we know, which is that he doesn't actually care about this. He doesn't so. give
1: a shit at all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. So,
1: <laughs> which like I agree that Alkiji is a much more interesting and I think a better character, but that's that's what I like about Kizaru that he he he's not particularly ambitious or driven. He's just he's just a very apathetic like evil doer because <laughs> I
0: he just, actually. Do you think maybe at one point Kizaru was a pirate who like turned good?
1: I could see that because like he, he, to me the attitude I get from Kizaru is very much I'm a God and you're all insects to me and the world is what it is. And because of what I can do, I have, you know, the position of power within it where, you know, very few people can stop me or tell me what to do. And I'm cool with that. I'm not going to like go nuts with that. I'm just going to have a chill life with that. But, um, yeah, I, I could absolutely see him having been a former pirate. Because, again, he doesn't seem to give a shit about, like, justice or anything. It's just, yep, I'm I'm one of the guys, you know. I'm on call, so here I am to kill all I of feel, you.
2: I feel like Kuzuru could have been, like, living some weird life on an island and he was found by the Navy or some yeah. authoritative
0: people. And they're like, oh, this guy might be useful. And like, maybe made some deal. Maybe he ate the fruit early in his life and yeah. then... Just kind of was a normal kid, and then these like government people came along. They're like, "We'll pay you a gajillion dollars to lead our (laughs) navy." Yeah, Yeah. like
1: he doesn't like he just kicks people. Like like we see later, he creates the light sword, which is very cool. But like, I don't. He he doesn't seem like dedicated to having like a warrior (laughs) style the way like a Zolo Uh would. (laughs) He's just
0: yeah. You say that, but who else kicks?
1: Sanji. Sanji. Sanji's a chef, though.
0: Final answer. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, uh, I feel like the end of One Piece might involve some like Sanji v.
1: Kizaru yeah. fight to the death. Well, they're they're both the like the yellows, right? Like Sanji's <laughs> yeah. the yellow straw hat, and Kizaru is the yellow uh, navy guy.
0: Yeah,
2: I feel like you don't <laughs> just introduce another character that kicks as their main attack, and then you and then not have a Sanji versus them attack. That's or a great fight. point.
0: And this actually segues nicely into something I wanted to bring up and ask like both of you guys about, which is uh, the whole issue of because hockey, the idea of hockey is expanded upon a little bit here. And then the issue of Logia users and wow, they seem pretty hard to fight, huh? If you're not a other Logia user, because we saw Mm -hmm. uh, Blackbeard and Ace showdown and they were able to kind of like Mm -hmm. be more or less peers because they were both they both had like non-corporeal bodies because Mm -hmm. that's basically what it means to be a logia user is that your body doesn't you know work the same way and i think i interpret that to mean you don't have like normal organs your organs are made of fire or light or shadow or whatever so normal Mm -hmm. kinds of attacks aren't going to work on you so sorry i'm ranting but what i'm getting to is that Luffy is going to have to figure out a solution for this. Zoro is going to have to figure out a solution mm-hmm. to this. Sanji is going to have to figure out a solution to this. How do I fight a person who has this type of ability? So I think that's what Oda set up with yeah. Aokiji and is now solidifying with Kizaru where it's like,
1: this is something that needs to be overcome. So And in Sentomaru too, I think at the end when it's Luffy having a one-on-one fight with them because they emphasize it like... He's dodging every single punch Luffy makes, um, and we've seen something like that before back in Skypiea with a mantra, and he's able to punch Luffy in a way that hurts him. And like they've emphasized in the past, like punches don't work on Luffy because he's a rubber man. Only love, mm-hmm. like punches of love or whatever the Garp gave, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like this guy's able to to hit Luffy. And so yeah, like like John said, we're seeing we're seeing a concept in action here before it's necessarily getting named. Um, mm-hmm. But in these chapters, we, we are seeing all of the major types of hockey and we'll, we'll get more into that when it comes, but uh, yeah, it, it's really important. It's a very cool way to give people like fighting credibility and strength without having to like, okay, everybody has to have a devil fruit at some point. It, this is yeah. like a totally separate system from that. And I, I think that's great.
0: Yeah. And I think some of that is actually going to happen pretty fast. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, we're not super far off from it. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, Patrick, did you have any thoughts on that? I mean, it, it's hard to ask you about, obviously, but <laughs> are you at least interested?
2: Uh, Yeah. No, I think I'm interested. I don't know if I have any more thoughts than what Matt already reiterated, though, But or articulated. I was thinking, when you were talking about it, I was thinking back to the uh, the first thing that Rayleigh did in this arc. Or yeah. Or not this arc, but these stories with the look thing, and then he's made a comment, like, I can't do it again, mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like I can't do it to other people they didn't look tired or anything. And I was like, oh, that's the, like the monkey D or the D thing that they can do sometimes, right? The look thing. Maybe. I was just
1: like, thinking about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, didn't law also not be affected?
1: Law. Yeah. Law. And, um, basically kid. all the straw hats, law and kid were totally fine. And there's a comment. They're like, oh, you must be pretty tough then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the thing with, with Rayleigh and using the ability is he said that like, I I want to continue to live here, so I'm going to have to, like, slip out kind of stealthily. So I think the implication was if he goes outside Hmm. and does that to everybody, like, in, you know, full view, uh, then he's going to blow whatever anime he he still had. Um, Because I I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. go I was just going to say, I I think that I don't think that's a thing you can only do once. I think that uh, if if you can do that, that's just a thing you can do. Um. But, so yeah, I, I think he was just trying to keep a low profile. I want to say, I yeah, think he still actually, wants to he,
0: go. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> I think actually, what's implied by the earlier scene with Shanks and Whitebeard is that once you learn this technique, you actually have to actively suppress it; otherwise, yeah. it just leaks out and like KOs everybody around you. Anytime you go anywhere, <laughs> looking at somebody, yeah, you have to like <laughs> actively put the brakes on it.
1: Just, just while we're talking about it, I I don't know. This might be a little premature. I I think it's fine. But like, I love Earthbound and how Earthbound had a system where if you get into a fight with an enemy that you're just so much stronger than, like, you don't even fight them. The screen just blinks and it says, you won. Um, because Mm -hmm. they're so weak and low level compared to you that it's just not worth like making you bother. And that's kind of what this thing is. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm just that much stronger than you, like, it's just completely pointless. So it's like, you're, you're unconscious now. (laughs) <laughs> Which I think is very fun uh,
0: I also wanted to bring up And I, <laughs> we're bringing up so much stuff From the past and I actually really like it Because yeah. we're creating context And I might actually bring up one of the emails That we got because it's kind of related To this type of shit Cool But um, think about Crocodile too That was the first Logia user that we encountered right mm-hmm. uh, Sm- Smoker was a little earlier But yeah the first oh, one that yeah, we got a really yeah. proper Fight with yeah God, he's been setting this shit up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with with Crocodile, he was able to use water as a way to counter the sand powers. Mm-hmm. But very quickly with all the other Logia users, we realized like, that's not always going to be viable. That was kind right. of a fluke that you were in a desert and you found water <laughs> and fought mm-hmm. the sand guy. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. Absolutely. Um, I would love at some point to talk about the conversation with Rayleigh and Shaki at the bar before everything goes to absolute hell with who Uh Shaki is the uh, former pirate who runs uh, the bar. Oh
2: yeah. yeah. And okay. yeah.
1: So I, I really like that conversation. I think it's really interesting and cool. I mean, first just to get to some more context on, on Roger and like Patrick, I know you had your question, like how, how did they capture this guy? And, and here we find mm-hmm. out the answer. He, he gave himself up. He was mm-hmm. dying, but, um, I just, I really love the idea that there is at least one person out there, probably multiple people who know the answers to like the big burning questions of the series. And I love, I love Robin deciding I'd rather find out on my own. Uh, oh, yeah. I, and I really love Luffy because I had remembered Robin like choosing not to find the answers to what, you know, she's searching for. I completely forgot that Luffy like shouts at Usopp. It's like, if he tells us anything, anything about the One Piece, whether it exists, where it is, I'm going to quit being a pirate right now <laughs> because that would not be fun. Shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought that was great. I really loved um, the line about, you know, do you think you're capable of conquering the new world? And he says, I'm not conquering anything. You know, the, the pirate king is the person who's the most free. And uh, I don't know, that that is a line that has really stuck with me the whole series. I And I really love that that's what Luffy's conception of being the king of pirates is, because he hasn't really said that before. Now, Um, he he just wants you know absolute freedom for himself, and I, I think that's really neat. He, he's not interested, and this comes up a little bit later. But he's like, I just want to be the pirate king. I'm not trying to like boss anyone around or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, Luffy is like a force of nature. There's yeah. such a weird internal logic to Luffy <laughs> where he's um, uncorruptible, but mm-hmm. also the most corrupt in some way. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to explain. You know what I mean? Like, he purely just wants to do whatever he does. Yeah. But he can, because of that, even though that's selfish, he can never be corrupted. But it's and, because of the fact that he's selfish, you know? Like, yeah. it's so...
1: <laughs> I don't know. Well, and like I, the, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, Patrick. Go
2: know. ahead. No, I was just thinking, like, Luffy's like the guy that wants to go find the Fountain of Youth or El Dorado mm-hmm. and doesn't want to hear anything <laughs> about <laughs> maybe it's not, hey, let's, this is maybe not there, man. You know, we should like, think about this. Like, he's like, nope, I don't want to know anything. I just want to go find it.
1: <laughs> I mean, this this is a guy who, like, when he decided to become a pirate, he, like, got in a shitty boat. He didn't know how to steer. Then he gets into a barrel and he's like, oh, cool. Whatever. I'm going, I'm going ahead, going forward. Going he got forward. sucked into a whirlpool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When, like, I... I love the idea that like the reason why Rayleigh heard about Luffy was from a younger Shanks who said, you're not going to believe it. There's a, there's this kid who says the exact same things Roger would say. Um So I think one of the big themes of this story is the idea of like inherited will. And, um, a lot of these kind of previous generation figures sort of, you know, their, their personalities, their ideals, um, even like their dreams in some extents, uh, kind of almost being, re- like, not literally being reincarnated, but, like, their, what their spiritual deal was, getting reincarnated into another person. And yeah. to me, I think there is very much this idea that, like, Luffy is has inherited Roger's will. You know, he, he thinks the way that Roger thinks. And to me, it, like, when Rayleigh said, do you really think you can conquer the new world? That was kind of a test. And um, he gave the right answer, because you can just imagine that's exactly what Roger used to say. Is uh, you know, I'm not intru- I'm not trying to conquer anything. That's not what this is about at all. Totally. So, I don't know. I, I love this bit.
0: Uh, before I potentially digress, <clears> us did <throat> you have anything else you wanted to add, Patrick?
1: Um,
2: I did want to talk about how Rayleigh explains that he, when I think he's when he's talking to the light beam man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. about the uh, bounty he's like you know if you would uh, I could live my life in peace if you would remove this bounty off my head Mm -hmm. and he's already trying to live underground just from the navy but he doesn't fight the navy at all like well I guess he kind of fights uh Kuma a little bit Mm -hmm. because they call him like then they call him black sword uh Rayleigh or something like that or black Uh, dark king Dark King King, Rayleigh yeah which is such a cool name oh yeah yeah oh (laughs) yeah so I'm wondering like I'm wondering why he hasn't been more forceful with like trying to like hold a Admiral ransom or something to get them to remove the bounty off his head or trying to go about some way to do it. I don't know. That's what I was thinking about.
1: Honestly, like I, I think that it's like a don't ask, don't tell thing. I, honestly, I, I think that like, cause he's so powerful. Yeah. He's so powerful and, and like, cause we get that <laughs> conversation earlier with Garp and um, Sengoku where they were kind of alluding to the fact that they're planning to kill Ace as a way to bait, uh, bait out Whitebeard. And he Mm -hmm. said, we don't, like, it would take a very sophisticated and, like, thorough plan if we were going to try to take out Rayleigh. And we don't want to try to take on two Legends at the same time. I I think that, like, it's just not worth it. Like, so long as he is not creating problems for them, I think they're happy to never, like, expunge the record or whatever. But, like, if you don't cause problems for us, we're not going to go out of our way to cause problems for you either, is kind of how I take it. Um, but all of that comes to a screeching fucking halt, um, <laughs> because Luffy punched uh, a guy who needed to get punched. Yeah. Yeah. I um, <laughs>
0: Are you guys cool if I do the email? Because yeah, I, totally. I can't resist at this point. No, like a, I just like want to like vet break. it real quick, because I do love and appreciate our listener, Ian, but I don't want to accidentally spoil Patrick. So uh, oh, Matt, okay. do, have we heard about any of the
1: uh, emperors other than Shanks and Whitebeard? We've gotten, I believe, we've gotten all their names. Um, Kaido, and we, we got one. a yes. Kaido's one. We got a silhouette, which I'll just spoil hilariously. The silhouette of Kaido that we saw looks nothing like Kaido at all. But uh, so don't worry about that. Uh, but Kaido was mentioned
0: as one of the emperors, and he was mentioned in the context of Mariah's backstory. Mariah was a presumably a Luffy level pirate who went to the New World and fought yes. Kaido, and that's what ended up booting his ass back into the first half of the Grand Line. Yeah, mm. um,
1: Moria's entire crew was killed in the conflict with Kaido, I want to say, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, listener Ian is, is pointing this out, by the way. He sent me this email. Um, so, basically what he's saying is he's comparing Mariah sort of getting his ass kicked by Kaido and then mm-hmm. sort of uh, decaying I guess you could say Mm -hmm. where he's not really as powerful as he used to be because he was defeated and he kind of ran out of will basically. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of thinking that a similar thing might've happened with Shiki in the movie where Mm. Shiki uh, was defeated by Roger and then Mm -hmm. by um, Sengoku and Garp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's also theorizing. um, He says he doesn't have any knowledge of this So I hope you don't either, Matt, but, uh, he's saying maybe Shiki was one of the emperors before Shanks. Oh yeah. I like that theory. That's cool. And that Um, he was kind of dethroned and defeated. And that's why he's kind of in this weakened
1: state now. I do like that. Yeah. So I'll say about Shiki is that, um, at this point in time, he's not like a significant character or anything. He's kind of like the movie guy, but they do drop a reference to him. Uh, they, like his title was like the golden lion or something. And um, we do get actually a little bit more story on what Cheeky had been up to before the events of Strong World uh, that I think is really interesting. He, he was associated with some interesting people, is all I'll say. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, I think we've pretty much went through all of my notes except for when Chopper and Luffy see the beam and they go, whoa, a beam. <laughs> <laughs> mm such a great gag i love that they are in 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 sorcelled by beams
1: they're just cool man yeah (laughs) i I, I get it i love it i don't think we've seen like a beam like this before no i when i love the the point that they make that like lasers aren't just a thing that people casually do like this is specifically somehow inspired by kizaru's like laser abilities yeah. So, Vegapunk found a way to reverse engineer, like, a technolo- like a technological laser beam <laughs> from, like, a magical one. But, I don't know, I, I love the pacifists, too, just the idea of a bunch of, like, there are at least four of them, probably more, but just an army of robot kumas just zipping around laser beaming things. Yeah, they're kind of like Robocops. Yeah. And, like, it took the whole crew to take one down. Like, they- they're really tough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was c- very confused
2: when it was like skipping from like another Kuma to another one. I was yeah. like, what the fuck what? is going on here? <laughs> yeah. And then they finally spell it out. And I was like, oh, yeah, duh. Uh,
1: no, I, I think being confused is exactly, uh, you know, the right reaction. It is confusing, um, but that's cool. Like it would have been confusing for those characters uh, at the time, too. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Yeah. They fight three of them and
0: then the real one shows up. They're like, what? oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, one thing I did want to say is that something I liked is that none of these straw hats, ugh, excuse me, none of these straw hats <laughs> uh looked like B-words in these. this fight. They were holding their own. They yeah. were firing on all cylinders. Chopper even was fucking killing it. Even Nami had like a cool lightning tempo thing that she did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all went out swinging and they looked cool doing it. So it's not like. I mean, I said it was a wake-up call, and it was probably humbling for them, but, I mean, they
1: definitely are formidable still. So,
2: well, yeah, R.I.P. the Straw Hats. It yeah, went it's, out, it, went it's, out it's too bad,
1: man. But I I, I love that comment that you made last week, John, that, like, you know, they're famous now. Like, they're <laughs> they're known, and I really liked how many times somebody's like, I wanted to see how crazy uh, Straw Hat is. Turns out all the rumors mm-hmm. are true. I don't know. It's just fun. It, you know, it, it, I, I love that luffy is the one who has the reputation for being the crazy one out of all these people
0: <laughs> oh man you know another thing i wanted to bring up is uh thinking about what if luffy and kid swapped places like what would have mm-hmm. happened at every island that luffy went to if kid was there oh, instead <laughs>
1: <laughs> he just oh, shows up
0: on skypea and just murders everybody there yeah <laughs> they have a much different reputation
1: yeah like, like we get a little bit of context on, on Kid's bloodthirstiness, which is, I, I love that, like, Luffy's like, I'm going to be the king of pirates. And Kid just, like, looks at him weird because he's like, everyone laughs at anyone who says that, at least in the first half of the Grand he's Like, I've murdered every single person who ever laughed at me when I said that. And then yeah. he thinks about it a lot. like, but you know what? In the new world, if you wouldn't say that, you're not going to make it. <laughs> it's not yeah. for you. Uh, Yeah, he's almost like like a
0: dark mirror version of Luffy in that way. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Really is. Man. Were you going to say something, Patrick? No, I just agree in saying he really is. Like, that's a perfect
2: description of him. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, All right, let's do the last call because if we still have time, we do have another email we can talk about. Yeah, I'd love to get into that. Okay, so we're all squared away. I mean, there was a lot to talk about, but I feel like we covered a lot of bases, so. Yeah. Give me 30 seconds. I need to go fill up my coffee cup. Okay, (laughs) this is a rare occurrence, but we're gonna take a late, quick break, and we're back to the podcast. Okay, we have another email from Ian. He told us that when he was talking about the four kids dub. Oh
1: yes
0: (laughs) He was talking about the opening For One Piece Not One Piece itself So um, I had this open and I closed it So I do apologize I'm really only apologizing to myself Because it's going to require more editing (laughs) Oh this guy We're not watching the song We're watching the Like narration The intro (laughs) what the <laughs> oh my god oh my god
2: <laughs> this is real oh yeah he's made of rubber
1: <laughs> and they really went for it <laughs> that's hilarious wow. i love that i would
2: never have thought that. was oh. where that was going
1: auto-playing now a one-hour loop of this song which uh so i'm gonna read every chapter from now on
0: Oh, my God. I love the, uh, that's a L-A-D-Y. Sondi's <laughs> cooking, so cool.
1: chopper's doctrine. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it didn't really rhyme, but yeah, well, it's good enough. Doctoring I, on you sup. I <laughs> have heard this before, and I don't I don't know if I knew what I was listening to when I had heard it. <laughs> it goes like, yo, yeah, yo. I'm like, oh, shit, I have yeah, yo. absolutely heard this. <laughs> that's so good. So great.
0: Yeah, L-A-D-Y. That's Nami. That's a L-A-D-Y.
2: <laughs> when you go somewhere with your wife, uh, you should you should work that in somehow, John. Man,
1: the era when that was like your defining trait as an anime character is you're a girl.
0: <laughs> um,
1: Can um, I get some water God. from my
0: L-A-D-Y? <laughs> I will say that I could make critiques uh, like, uh, of that rap song, but I think judging on what I assume the person was paid to do it, they probably put in the right amount
1: of effort. <laughs> it seemed like they seem like they're having fun with it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This was posted 13 years ago. Thank you. Dragon <laughs> blaze 67. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah.
0: That's fucking wild. I love wow. that. Thank,
1: thank you, Ian.
0: Yeah. And we also have one more email from Robin. We'll probably save that Robin. till next time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. We're, we're doing a little email roundup. It, Let's, do Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. We got to. We got to work about Robin for in a minute. This yeah. one
0: I need to do some prep for because it's okay. another okay. game that uh, <laughs> oh, Robin gave uh, us. Okay, something to look forward to then. Yeah, exactly. But we do need to do our scores still. So yeah, you're right. First, we will begin with Patrick. Give it a rank from F to S and tell us what you thought.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. You know, uh, some <laughs> fighting. There's some fucking stories. There was some shit going on. There was lady bouncing around fighting stuff. We had the One Piece where it's at. I'm going to give this six out of seven Berry Kingdoms. This is pretty good. Maybe, no, I'm going to do six and a half. (laughs) Nope, I'm doing seven out of seven Berry Kingdoms because there's just so much backstory that I think we're getting that we're probably not going to be revisiting for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to be like little nuggets in the back of my mind that are going to get like re roasted once i <laughs> get a i'll get a little <laughs> whiff of them yeah a 200 300 chapters down the road i'll be like
0: oh yeah so i think
2: he's planted some cool seeds
0: awesome uh as for myself i'm also going to go s rank for this uh i don't i don't think there's really any other rank that i could possibly give it it's just so cool um i love law and kid i mean kid is a horrible psychopath but i like him as a character um I like Kizaru as a Navy guy. He's interesting for sure. Um, This shit is so crazy. Like when this when (laughs) I first read this, I had lightly gotten spoiled that it was going to happen, but it still snuck up on me and surprised me. So, uh, man, I'm just thinking back to the first time I read this and how intense and crazy it was. Also, I wanted to sneak in one more thing that we only lightly touched on, which is when Luffy tells uh rayleigh to shut the fuck up and not tell him the secret (laughs) because he wants Mm -hmm. to figure it out himself is very good very classic luffy we talked about that a little bit so um yeah s rank for sure uh what about you matt man
1: um i i love this i mean we, we we talked about this a little already but i was shocked at how much setup happens here and like normally like in a lot of media, when they're kind of doing setup, there's a like an eat your vegetables sort of feeling of like, okay, well, we have to do the important homework before we can get back to the fun. But the fact that this managed just an incredible amount of setup, like a lot of stuff that is not paid off yet, um, while still being like insanely action packed, like this is such a page turner for me. Once I started, I, I think I read it all in one go because I, I just couldn't stop And then we get to the end and like the last page is talking about, you know, on this day, the Straw Hat Pirates were eradicated. I'm like, this is going to be the toughest one to not just keep going on. (laughs) This is going to be impossible. Um, I think the whole thing is like two paper, like trade paperback volumes. And I remember thinking, man, if I were to just get the most bang for my buck to have any physical of this, it'd be these two volumes right here. Um, So I don't know, way back in Water 7, I gave it a quintuple S and I said, I'm not, I'm never going to give anything this high. Hmm. But I did cite a quadruple S as a possibility, and I really think I just, I gotta give this a quad S. It (laughs) is just, it is, I mean, it's everything is here, man. (laughs) It is so wild, and, and, I don't know, like, it just goes so bad so quickly for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. This is this is just peak peak One Piece, man. Is, and like Patrick, when I was saying like Water Seven's my favorite arc, but that doesn't mean that there aren't other insane mm-hmm. moments. Like this is one of the things I meant. Like it'll it'll just be that good. You know, <laughs> sometimes it sneaks right up on you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, four S's is mine. Quad S. Um, I think I might.
0: I don't want to commit to anything, but I'm gonna try during this week to send you guys some of the clips from the anime in this arc because oh yeah please uh, there's some some good shit for sure like when Luffy punches Charlos for
1: instance Ooh, <laughs> I really want to see that good. yeah I yeah, really yeah. want to see that yeah
0: so I'll, I'll make an effort to do that and then unfortunately I think the next arc is probably one of the worst in the anime but
1: <laughs> oh um, that's interesting okay but I, I don't think <laughs> I don't want to
0: like. Sour you, Patrick, on the the manga because the manga is always good. But yeah, uh, I like
1: what's coming up uh, quite a bit. It, it's not what anyone's going to expect.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna have fun, and it's only uphill from here. So we're gonna have another Davy jo- Davy Back Jones moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. So thank you, everybody, as always, for listening. Thank you to Ian and Robin. Uh, thank you to all the Punchies out there. That's what Robin. Wait, no, Robin called us the Punchies.
1: I love that. Mm.
0: We are the okay. Punchies. So I guess we still need to name our fans. But to all of our fans, we thank you. You can always email us at devilfruitpunch at gmail.com. And our intro and outro music is by the notorious beatsmith Matthew Ross. You can find them on SoundCloud. And until next time, ahoy
1: ahoy Ah, hoi.